Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Last week, we were talking about memes as far as original meme, and we know that it came from the Greek word to mimic. And we've started looking at the scriptures in the area of what God says about imitation. Now, what's so interesting is when we read things in scripture, uh, they are spiritual truths that are lined up completely with a natural principle. So when Jesus was, would talk, he'd use a natural principle to get us to understand a spiritual truth. It's just like we were... Uh, just now in the offering, hearing about uh, seed time, sowing, that's tied to a spiritual truth, which is a natural law. God made it very clear on the issue of sowing and reaping, and anywhere you go in this world, that's a working principle. You don't have to be a believer. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to go to church. It is a, it, it's like gravity. Gravity doesn't just work for people that believe in it. Gravity works, period. It's, it's a natural law. So in the area of natural laws, sowing and reaping works. People that sow good, Christian or not, is go, they're going to receive back good. And these are all, uh, you know, scientific proven facts, psych, psychological facts. And these are things that I look at and I pay attention to because, again, when you see something that's taking place everywhere, in other words, it's just not for the North American continent, everywhere, then you know there's going to be a spiritual truth behind it because the spiritual is first, then the natural. And that's how we need to understand faith is, is we are operating in the area of the spirit first and then the tangibility. Faith is a substance of things in front of me. No. Faith is a substance of things confidently expected. It's that spiritual part. That's the, the soul, the area where it's not something you can touch, a thought you can't touch. But then when you operate in the area of faith, then it gives the ability of that hope to combine to become tangible. You can touch it. You can experience it in the natural. And so what we're looking at is things that are natural principles of life. You mimic someone. Everybody has mimicked. You are born mimicking. I mean, all you have to do is look. If you've had a child recently or you go by those kids, they are mimic masters. That's what they do. And, and what's so interesting is the natural principle is so important for us to understand because as, quote, Christians, as going to church, we religionize stuff. And what we do is we lose the concept or the understanding or the foundational principle of learning, and that is the journey takes time. It, it's just not overnight. And so when a child is communicating, those babies are communicating, they're not communicating in baby talk in the sense of, this is how I'm going to communicate the rest of my life. They're communicating sounds the way they think 
you are sounding like, and they're doing the best they can, but they what? They have to mature. They have to practice. Are you guys hearing me? So when you're hearing the, uh, all that mumbo jumbo, I remember times when Daniel or Matthew, uh, as, as they were growing, you know, getting, growing in age and going through the process of learning to speak, that they, they've had this, like, their own language. And sometimes, you know, I'd, I'd come home and I'm like going, what are they saying? And, and Pastor Lau would have to translate. And I'm not saying because they were speaking Spanish. It's because she understood the language of what they were trying to communicate. And so I had to learn the language. I started learning that a tata means a bottle. And, you know, just different things. But when they would communicate to me, I'm like going, dude, speak English. But see, we don't do that, do we? No, we don't. We understand. And this is for years and years and years. This is what I've been trying to get Love Life to get. What I want the live stream out there to get. And that is this journey is a journey. And we learn in the process. I'm telling you, Christianity has screwed the body of Christ. Because the religious concept of it and how everybody is trying to perform or to put on a show because they don't want to let other people down. Or we judge people in this manner. Well, why don't you? You should believe. You should be like me. And so it's, it's a sad thing because it doesn't give us, listen, it doesn't give us the opportunity to, to fail correctly. And I know that doesn't sound good in a lot of people's ears, but it is such an important understanding of life to be able to fail correctly. God, that'd be a good title and a good message right now, to fail correctly. Because we understand that everything we enjoy in life, everything we love, those phones that either you have out now or you're going to pull out once you walk out these doors, had, had much failure before you have what you have. The lights we are experiencing right now had much failure before we've had what we have. Failure after failure after failure. But it was correct failure. It wasn't, I'm a failure, I'm quitting. I'm a failure, I give up. That's not correct failure. Actually, that's ridiculous failure. You know why? Because you're assuming you should be perfect and not fail. Are you guys hearing me? So, so let's get this stuff in a way where it's something we can hear correctly and go out there and live life right as a follower of Jesus. Because ultimately, isn't that what we want to do? Don't we want to really truly understand the purpose of being a believer? Because I believe most Christians don't even get that. They go to in different levels of how they define that, and so they, didn't, they get into crazy land when it's very simple, very, very simple. And I try to use that same concept when it comes to counseling or communicating with people of, of, you know, that, that are looking for an answer in something they're dealing with. And I try to bring it down into that foundational state so that we don't complicate issues. And here we're being taught that mimicking, imitating is is the way we grow in this faith. And we saw how the scripture is very clear. 
imitate God. And we're like going, that's crazy talk. I'm supposed to imitate God. And then it says, imitate Christ. And then we get a little bit, oh, okay, that's, that's getting closer, but that's going to be hard to do. Imitate pastor. Forget you, I ain't going to do that. The point is, is the Bible's very clear, crystal clear on the process of imitation. But what does it do too? Now, I want you to understand something. This is very important to see that God lays out something very difficult and hard to understand. Imitate God. But he drops it in another level that says imitate Christ. And then he drops it in another level that says imitate your pastor. Imitate your leader. And then he says imitate them as they imitate Christ as Christ imitates God. And so you see that and you see this, this process, this journey of how we do what we do. But it makes complete sense when you look in the common sense. When you look at natural life and you see the process of, of moms and dads and you see the children. And then you see the process of, of people that are now mentors and instructors that now enter in their life for trades or, or their future. And they start coming in and you start seeing imitation, 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 imitation to where you're at a position of, of strength because of the imitation. Now you're operating in a sense of, I've got this, but don't ever forget, you aren't self-made. You imitated someone all the way up. And when you hear that guy, that fool that sits there and goes, I'm a self-made man, I've done it all, he's a liar, out-and-out out liar. He doesn't get it. We all imitate. We all do. So in that, we look at Scripture, and we're getting this, these truths to help us because it's time to understand the importance of it and not think it's demeaning you. I'm losing my independence of who I am before God. No, you're not. You're following scripture. You're following what the word teaches. It doesn't take anything away from you. It gets you to understand how this works. And by doing that, you will become the best you that you could ever be, because that's what God does. But again, religion gets in there, and super spiritualism gets there, and you, we lose sight of what truth is, because we create through our own identity. We create through our own vision of ourselves, which most of the time is very poor. And so what we want to do is we want to correct that. We want to get lined up to truth so we can be successful in life. Amen? How many want to be successful in life? All right. How to think like Jesus? Because the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Scripture tells us we're to imitate. And that imitation is the process of doing what he does. Now, remember, everything you do is tied to the process of how you think. Everybody understand that, right? Okay, I, I, I need you to get this because I'm not going to go, you know, goofy church language with you. I want you to understand how this works for Monday. Otherwise, it ain't any good. We're just, we're just doing dumb stuff. And, and you can do dumb stuff out there at your house. Then come here and we just, you know, multiply dumb. Do you, right? I mean, listen, we need to have the understanding 
the tools to win out there. That's it. To be able to go to your job and be the new you. To be able to have your marriage involved in the new you. To be able to be the parent in the new you. This is what this is about, the new you. But so many, so many Christians don't connect or involve themselves in this new life because they're staying focused in on all this other stuff in the past or religious concepts or beliefs or opinions. And we're to become new in the sense of changing how we think because we've been created new creation. So now we have to line ourselves up with the new thoughts in this new life. And it's a good thing. It's a good, I don't know about you, I don't want to waste my time. I, I've been, my whole life has been brought up in athletics. And because of that, I have a concept of game and victory, game or loss. And there's nothing that feels good about loss, but victory feels real good. But victory requires things to be able to have it. And the number one thing it requires is the ability to practice and practice and practice. Those are all spiritual truths. And you want victory in your life, but you don't want to practice. Are you guys listening? We need to learn the process of the practice. And that practice is the place of imitation. Listen, if you're not getting information here to practice, then again, it's not, this isn't, this isn't doing anything. This is actually a gathering of, of goofiness. And, and that's not what we want. Jesus came to give us life. But it doesn't come through religion. It comes through the understanding of his life. He's, the scripture is clear in John. He says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word, God's word, God, became flesh and lived among us. Well, that's very important to understand because I know your concept of what I'm talking about is real in the things you want. You understand the principles, the things that are necessary to be able to have success in whatever you're doing. You can limit yourself with old knowledge. I don't know if you've ever been there, but, you know, I... I I grew up with old school weightlifting tactics. And then when I started going into back into lifting weights and exercising, the old school way really doesn't work good. It's just the bench press, the squat, the curl. Now, will it work? Certainly it will. Certainly it will. But when you start adding new information, when you start adding the science behind the building of a muscle and the different types of parts of that muscle that can be worked more than just one way, you start realizing there's all kinds of ways to different, do different types of lifts. All of a sudden, not only do you get gain, but the gain is even greater, not in the sense of you get a bigger bicep, but you get a bigger fullness of that bicep because you're working different parts of that bicep, which I would never have understood until I started researching. And the only thing that helped me that is all the technology that's out there. And so I started researching, and, it, and I'm telling you, it, things become quicker. 
easier. The old science isn't the way that works the right way. And so I learn. And I increase in that learning. But how do I do it? Because I'm so cool and I did it on my own. No, I'm imitating. I'm following. I'm watching what someone else did. I'm trying to do what they do. Why? Because that's what I want to look like. It's, it's what we do. And we get that. We understand that. But sometimes, you know, the sad thing about it is this isn't related in the same way. It's almost like we come in and wait for some magic thing to happen, and then we walk out and go, man, I'm glad that happened because my life sucked. And it doesn't work that way. You've got to practice, right? God told Joshua the same state. The, the, what I'm telling you right now, he told Joshua. Moses was supposed to go into, after they delivered from Egypt, he was supposed to go into the promised land. The promised land is a type of what we have right now in our covenant. It's a good land, a blessed land, a successful land. But there's a lot of enemies in it. And God told Moses, go, take it, it's yours. But Moses didn't have the concept, the understanding to be able to do it. So what he did is he submitted to what people do, the crowd. Now, not the whole crowd followed the crowd because there was a Joshua and Caleb that did not do that. But the rest followed the crowd. Moses threw a fit, and he wasn't able to go into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb were raised up under Moses with an attitude of, this belongs to us. I don't care what's before us. It belongs to us. So in that mindset, they have a fighting, fighting mentality. And God went to Joshua and said this, you're going to go in there, but I need to remind you of something. I need to tell you something that's mandatory for your success in this new land, this new covenant. You must be courageous. You must be courageous. You must be strong. By being strong and courageous, you're going to be able to go into that land. That's, that's in the land. He said, but when you're in the land, you've got to understand the power of meditation. And when you meditate, when you practice on my words, when you practice, why? why is this important? Because the strength and the courage gets you in front of the enemy. But if you're going to last before that enemy, if you're going to last in this new, new covenant, you're going to have to understand the process of meditating. Meditation is the ability to take that word and constantly bring it into your thought process, into your life. And that's where most Christians fail because we hear here and no more word out there. And that's what's got to change. And the way it changes the quickest is to realize what this is about. This is not a religious assembly. This is a life gathering. A life gathering. And that means we're coming to school to get information on life so we can be successful out there. Because I guarantee you, I promise you, I've got hundreds, if not thousands of people that can testify that the information they get here is impacting their jobs, impacting their families, impacting their kids. Because they're putting that information to work. It's not about speaking Christianese. It's about taking this word and living it and you interpret it through your life. When I hear about sowing and reaping, I don't go around going, hey, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. I live it. 
Oh, you need some help? I'll give you some help. Now I've ex- I, have, I have an expectation that when I need help, it's going to come. You see what I'm saying? But I don't have to quote the scripture. Why? Because that's not, that's religious concept. Well, you have to know chapter and verse. No, you don't. There's no such thing as chapter and verse. We just have chapter and verse because they, create, they decided to make it that way. But no one wrote in chapter and verse. Now, thank God they're there so we can find some stuff if we're looking for them. But what's the truth? The truth is we just got to get it in us. There's no in the world that God's going, is that Timothy or Thessalonians, Daniel? Which one is it? God doesn't even care about that stuff. He just wants me to know that I know that word and I'm speaking it. If I remember if it's in Romans or not, it doesn't matter. That's religion, pure religion. This word has to be alive in your heart. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at some information that will help us either see something we might be doing correctly or most of us, like me, we need this information so we can start doing it. Amen? Because if he says, I got the mind of Christ, I want to experience this Christ mind. And what that means is I want to experience Christ's life. Because as you think is who you are. Right? All right. So number one, you guys ready for this? You got to know who you are. I know who I am. Jesus certainly know who he was. But the first thing you got to understand is, is you got to know who you are. That right there is probably one of the number one issues of messed up believers. Because they just don't know who they are in Christ. And it's so important because if you don't know who you are in him, all you're going to remember is who you are outside of him. And you all got that down. Everybody in here has it down. But what we have to do is we have to get the understanding of who am I? Who am I? Jesus constantly said, I am. But we don't, because it's Jesus and it's Bible, we're not even getting it. But can you imagine? He goes around, I am the good shepherd. I am the way, truth, and life. I mean, this is Jesus. But again, we're reading the Bible, so we're not paying attention to him making those comments. But Jesus was operating naturally. As a man, as a human being. So we got to look at what he's doing. Not look at, oh, God speaks that way. No, Jesus was speaking that way. And by the way, Jesus was also sharing with us that I'm only doing what my dad says to do. (laughs) I'm imitating my father. And through that imitation I'm hearing, I'm, I'm listening to him. And he says, speak this way. And so he goes around doing what? I am the truth. I am the light. I am the good shepherd. Come on, people. This is good news. Come on, talk to me. Isn't this good? So what should you be doing? Exact same stuff. Listen to me. You're all awesome at it. I'm telling you right now. And that isn't to blow sunshine in your face. You know how I work. I work on reciprocals. And that is this. You're great at it. How are you great at it? God, I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. I'm so fat. I'm so lazy. I'm just no, I'm this, I'm this. I told you, you're the greatest, aren't you? Oh, you are. You just don't get it. 
you're so good at saying I am or believing I am. It's just you're not doing it the good way, the right way. So you say it, you believe it. Now do you guys get what I'm saying? So what I'm talking about is not difficult, is it? No. Right? Guarantee you this week you've, saying, you've been doing your I am's in a negative. Guarantee. Guarantee. One, so sometime this week you did the I am and you laid out some, you know, ugly thing. Haven't you? Man, you, don't even raise your hand. Don't do nothing because you all looking guilty already. So that just, that just settles what I'm talking about. Just guilt. You know, it's like a cartoon, you know, guilt, 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 and you're just standing there. We all are guilty on that, right? And so what do we need to do? Fix it. Fix it. When I do studies like this and, I, and I'm involved in the Word of God, I, I, it's just something I like to do. I, I love to find natural principles or I like to see statistics. I love to look at statistics because they define the, the nature of man. And so they give you pictures and types of the flesh and this life we live. And, and it's like, oh, gosh, it's pretty bad over here. But you're able to take the scripture and realize that things can change. There can be a transformation. But the problem is, is you can see the nature. You can see what most people are doing. And by doing that, you're able to look at things and it brings that revelation, the revealing of, of things that, we need to fix or change. And when we're talking about the position of being able to go, I am, the ability to say, this is who I am. This is, now remember, this is scripture, which means it's a spiritual truth, correct? So what does that mean? There's a natural truth that follows. It's a spiritual truth, right? If it's a spiritual truth, what does it mean? Ah, now we're waking up. Let's try it one more time. Get the whole group. Spiritual truth means what? There we go. That's my love life. And I'm sure the live stream, we're screaming it right now. But, but think about this. If God's saying this, then that means the natural principle is what? That science will prove or back up that this is 100% correct. And guess what? 100% correct affirmations, 100% proven, all this stuff works. Negative talk, 100% proven, scientifically proven, medically proven, that negative talk destroys your identity, destroys your image, destroys your health. 100% proven, fact, the negative I am's destroy your life. The positive I am's, science, medically proven, psychology proven, brings health, wholeness, strength, proven. Why? Spiritual truth, natural principle. Always line up. So Jesus is what? I am. I am. I am. What are we supposed to be doing? I am. I am. Not I am. I am such a dummy. No. I am wise. Not because I'm all that, but because God says I'm wise. And if I'm not wise in an area, he says, ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom and know I'll give it to you. So when I'm not wise in an area, 
I'll ask for wisdom and I'll get wisdom, which makes me a wise man. Are you hearing me? It's the process. It's the, it's the understanding that I believe this. I expect this to happen in my life. Now, does it automatically happen right away once I get this little magic pill and take it and all of a sudden I'm all buff? No, it's a journey. I got to get through the process of ain't coming. Why are you thinking that? You just thought that earlier. It didn't work. So you go through that battle, right? I'm in, I'm, in the, I'm in the promised land, but there's enemies saying, get out of here. So I got to keep my strength and courage up. Why? Because there's a process, a time where I got to keep meditating. Now I got the wisdom coming. It's going to come. I, I ask God, and, and I know God will give. And guess what? It will happen. Wisdom comes. Because that's what he said. But again, it took, me a t it took me a while to get there. Not that God wasn't answering, but I couldn't listen through my noisy head. Still trying to do it my way. Sometimes you've got to back away. Sometimes you've got to walk away. Do whatever it takes to know that his word works, but you've just got to still operate in that faith. I believe. I believe. That's what belongs to you. And Jesus operated in this I am's. Listen, if we really look at this whole teaching as far as how this operates in the life of Jesus, how it operates in our life, it also brings me to a conclusion that who we are through the process of imitation, through the process of, of receiving instruction, defines us or it or it affirms us or places us in the, the stance we're at right now. In other words, you can be defined by someone other than God, but that's not correct. You need to be defined by your Father. And I believe a lot of people, predefined of who you are, come into this faith, and you continue to allow other voices to define you instead of your Father's voice. And remember, Jesus said, he said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice. And, and I believe that's a true statement. I just believe even in the knowledge of his voice or knowing that voice, we can get so loud and we can have so many past stuff clutter that voice to where that voice is there. But I just don't hear it loud enough. But it's there. Why? Because Jesus said it's there. He said, my sheep know my voice. And if you receive Jesus, you're a sheep. And I'm making, I'm, that's a good statement, okay? I'm not talking about dumb sheep. You smart sheep right here, all right? Everybody in here is smart sheep and tell your neighbor he's talking to you right now. All right. So, again, we have to understand that there's, there's this process of I am, I believe, all right? Because again, if you don't, people are going to define you or they're going to manipulate you. And it's a sad commentary on this society, but that's how it works. But we've got to stand our guns. Stand our guns. Amen? That confused identity will create, create strife in your life. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. First of all, we've been created new according to the word. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a new person based upon what the cross has done for me. 
Now we go to Romans 12 too. This is the dilemma in the Christian faith right now. This right here is the main issue, main problem in the faith, and that is this. We get saved, where's the change? And so we go through this whole process of, well, I'm a Christian now. Shouldn't I stop? Shouldn't I have done this? Shouldn't I be this way? Shouldn't I, you know, memorize the scripture? And you, we go through this whole process, again, of works, things that will hurt us, things that will destroy us. And what God's saying is, is this is the process. A new creation is defined in the simplest, simplest way as what? New baby, new birth. All right? I got some smart ones right up here. Most of these are interns, too. A new birth, correct? Well, how's your new baby doing? They driving yet? Mowing the lawn? Well, uh, come on, what are they doing? No, see what I'm saying? They, they, they don't do much. They don't do much, do they? Well, so do we just get, do we just throw them away? You know, what are you, you're not doing nothing. I mean, what do we do with them? Romans 12, 2. There's the process that now takes place, that process of bringing in information. Now, with children, they're still learning the new information, so that's not a really good analogy as far as getting in that stage of, I have to have that new birth, being born again, and then once you're born again or you're that new creation, now you have to change the previous information. That's why it's so important to have kids get this information early because they don't have a lot of junk in there. It, they get it so much quicker, and they have there's such less um, persecution against this information from their own minds. They're easier to believe faith. They're easier to, easily easier. It's easier for them to understand spiritual things than as we get older and we become harder. And so all of a sudden, the renewing mind, Romans 12, 2, becomes, it's not that easy, but it's something we have to do. Now, I'm going to read this, but also I want you to, again, spiritual truth, I want you to process that this is a natural principle as well, okay? So we don't get goofy. We don't get super spiritual, and we're not, we're not talking lang our language. We're talking Christianese, and it's like, oh, it's for, you know, pastors or whatever. Ready? Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, perfect will of God. What this just said is there's a process that takes place in my life that gives me the ability to know God's will for me. That's, what I, that's ultimately what I need to get to as far as a follower of Jesus to know his will. This is not talking about, am I evangelist or am I pastor? That's religion. This isn't talking about this. This is talking about life. That's it, life. To know his perfect will, 
This will is the process of life, and we all want it. At every age, we want to understand his will. Don't think his will is this blanket statement and one definition. His will, my will for my children are according to their age. A five-year-old will is not the same as a 16-year-old will. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Use your thoughts. Use your thoughts in the right way. Don't allow yourself to become religious-minded. You are going to lose the whole truth of this word. My will, which is correct for my child at five, is not the same as 16. Now, there are foundational truths that are exactly the same, but not all truths. You guys hear me? No, there's, there's a process. So when you start looking at God, do you guys, are you guys getting this? Are you hearing me? Because this is what we do. We get People have been in the faith for years and years and years, and they, they say, the will of God, and now someone just gets saved. It's the same thing. And it isn't. That's why people are so messed up in church, because that's how it's proclaimed. That's how the information is given out. It don't work that way. It's not a natural principle. It's a lie. So that means it doesn't line up spiritual truth. It doesn't, people. Still goes on. I used to be a, a, a pastor that did that same dumb stuff too. I didn't know better. But thank God I grew. Amen? And I'll never go back to the way again. I mean, that last year was tough. No, I'm just kidding. But do you see what I'm saying? The process is so important to understand. Now, you might think, well, why is this so important? Because if you don't get this, you're going to make this thing hard. That's what we do. It's our old nature. Make it difficult. Make it hard. Make it impossible. And I'm trying to bring, the, I'm trying to dumb this down in a right way to where we can all get it and go, okay, wherever you're at, new Christian or you've been around for a while, where you start going, oh, man, this is good. Because no matter how much you think you know, you don't. I realize this. I mean, just studying this stuff, I, I probably taught Romans 12 to a billion, well, not a billion, 100 million. A lot. But this information I'm telling you right now, it's coming out. It's not in my notes. It's coming out. And it's really good stuff, isn't it? That's why I love that we able, we're able to hear this stuff again. Because it's not my notes. Thank God for wisdom. Thank God for the mind of Christ. Because I don't want to forget it. It's good stuff. But it's actually foundation. It's foundation information that I have. Now let's look at Romans 12, 2 in, in the original. We're going to break it down a little bit so we can understand how this pertains to us right now for Monday. Okay? And do not be conformed. Everybody say conformed. That's a compound word. And in that compound word, this Greek language, it's, it's taking a couple words together. And what it literally means is to shape or form clay. To shape or form clay. Now, I don't know if you've ever had an art class or anything like that where you take modern clay and you start, you, you know, they give you a block of it. And then you start shaping and forming it, right? You guys remember that? All right, if you have that Play-Doh, anybody remember Play-Doh? 
the stuff that's salty. Oh, I shouldn't know that, should I? No, you know, everybody knows they tried to eat Play-Doh once. All right. So it says, do not be form, conformed. Do not be what? Conformed. Shaped or molded. Now, what, what, it continues on. It says, to this world. And that is the Greek word for time period. All right? Age. And it's broken down into natural principles. Are the 50s like today? Are the 60s like today? Are the 70s like today? Why aren't they? Because each time frame has a different shaping or forming. Are you guys hearing? Okay, natural principle, correct? Okay, but how does that relate to me? Because we, we aren't living in the 30s. We're living right now. That's why the Bible is so real and so relevant. It communicates in a way that this is right now. Right now is so important. And he says, don't be conformed or shaped. Now, if I say don't, what does that also tell you? That you can. Everybody get this right? I'm trying to, come on, are, are you hearing me? Okay, so if it says don't, means there's an ability to do. That's why I said don't. Don't. What does that mean? That means ability to do what you shouldn't be doing. Parents, are you with me? How many times have you said the word don't? If you're not a parent in here, how many times have you heard the word don't? All right. So we all know don't, right? Right? Here it is. Don't be shaped like this time period we live in. Well, how are you not going to be shaped? I'll tell you how you won't be shaped, by knowing you can be. But I'm going to tell you, reciprocal, y'all being shaped. Everybody in here, we're shaped to this age to a certain degree. Everybody, don't look at this as some scary, ugly thing. Look at it as understanding. I've been shaped. I mean, that, that's why I have an iPhone. I've been shaped, right? So is that something that's going to take me to hell? No, because I got an iPhone 12 Pro. And if you're carrying that 7, yeah, of course. No, I'm just kidding. Are you guys, do you guys follow me? Not that. That's, we'll just zip that one out. The point is, is, is I've been shaped. I've been shaped. I've been formed. I, there's nothing wrong with that. There's shaping and forming to society that can be beneficial. But on the other hand, listen, good and bad live together. Right? Okay, so my responsibility is I'll do some shaping in the good, but I make sure I don't shape in the bad. How does that take place? Understanding. I get it. I get it. I, I, I'm going to follow that principle. I'm going to follow that truth. And by doing that, I'm being shaped to the right thing. Because I'm aware. I'm aware. Do not be conformed. Don't be shaped to this society, but be transformed. Everybody say transformed. Okay, now that Greek word is where we get our word 
metamorphosis, okay? Do you remember what a metamorphosis is? What happens? Remember caterpillar and butterfly process. Everybody, I, everybody in here, okay? Or caterpillar and moth. I'd rather talk about butterflies, right? All right, because they're so much prettier. But, okay, so the word but means, okay, here's the process. This is happening, but there's another thing I need to know as a, as a follower of Jesus. This is available to me. Uh, this, not, this is available to the world. This is available to me. Now, is there a natural principle? Yeah, completely. I, I, I've done construction. I had my own construction company. I built new homes, and I've remodeled homes. The building of new homes is not this word. It's a process of remodeling home. And the remodeling home it means that you're going in not to destroy something, completely knock it down and redo it. It's a process of going into what's broken, recognizing that's broken, taking out what's broken, and putting in what's new. That is a process of renewing the mind. Now, like I said, at the, at the beginning of, of when I started this scripture, this is the downfall of most Christians because they get saved and now they're waiting God to wave a magic wand to change and fix things. And all of a sudden, nothing's changing or being fixed. So what are you going to do? It's the next natural principle, blame. And don't tell me as a Christian you never heard you or someone else blame God. Am I correct? Come on, I can't be just talking to four people. Y'all, is this right? I know you can be hearing this and going, man, I'm so guilty on so many points. Okay, watch me. I'll raise my hand to all of them because I'm guilty of them all multiple times. And I'm not proud of it. But at least I own up to it. Now, don't I feel good about myself? But it's true. It's true. But I didn't have someone like me teaching me. That took years, years in this journey to get in front of someone that had an understanding in this area. Oh, my gosh, my walk took off. I mean, for so long it was this, works, failure, fear, God doesn't love me. I'm going to get kicked out of heaven. I'm kicked out of heaven. I'm going to hell. I need to get saved again. I need to believe in Jesus Christ again. Over and all the different things, over and over and over. Ooh, Bible college, ooh, that really messed me up big time. Brr, down. And just, it, no, serious. And so you go through this whole process, and all of a sudden, I get in a place. One thing that's always helped me, and I tell people this all the time, and I'll never stop because it can be you as well. If the heart is right. You can screw up, you can get messed up, you can go in wrong directions, but if the heart is right, you, you'll, you, you come out. I always have. And my heart has always been, you're number one. Even though I made decisions, I made, uh, you know, I, I felt like this is what I should do, and it really messed me up more, my heart has always been you, number one. And because of that, God's always got me to places I needed to be. And ultimately, before a pastor, 
that understood this new life and taught it. Oh my gosh, I was like, this is amazing. But it was so hard to get. I fought it so much, especially when my information was going through two years of Bible college. That is really messed up. So you're hearing this, and it's, it's going against not only that knowledge, but the 40 grand necessary for that knowledge. So you're like going, yeah, but it costs a lot of money for this knowledge. You guys hear me? And now all of a sudden I'm getting this, in, but I'll tell you what, there's no way in the world I could have fought it or combated it with any knowledge I had. It was impossible. It was like this stuff, you can't deny it. It's so real. It was going tail, 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 but it still doesn't matter. It was real. I couldn't fight it. I tried, but my heart kept winning out. Let's go. This is good stuff. It's good stuff. So that's my journey. And here we are today. Hallelujah. That was weird, wasn't it? Whatever. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Okay? Remodel, taking out, putting in new. Caterpillar, that cocoon state, has a process happening within them to become something entirely different. Isn't that interesting? So what God's saying is the transformation of your renewal comes from within and works its way out. So it's not about works. It's about a process of information changing. Listen. You're, you're entirely different. Your old life was some caterpillar just crawling on the ground. Now this new information, you're flying. It, it's the same DNA as far as caterpillar to butterfly, but the butterfly, no way in the world is going, you know, I like it better back on the ground. I just like to see my friends get squished and, and most bugs, most animals be able to eat quickly, caterpillars. No, they're like going, this flying thing is awesome. And boy, don't I look good. Before I was all brown or whatever. And now I'm looking slick. I'm GQ right now. And so all of a sudden you're going, there's a major difference. Well, this is what this is saying. That when we are not conformed to this world because we make a choice and we allow the renewing process to take place, all of a sudden I come to a transformation and what has taken place? I was there, now I'm here, and at this level it says, and then... And then you will know the acceptable, good, perfect will of God. And then you will know, knowing Gnosko, the place of coming to information, to fullness of information, the process of receiving instruction to come to the place of, I got this. That's not a one-time thing. It's a constant. Are you guys hearing? 
So this is exactly what happens to us in the area of understanding I am. This, this right here. I, you can read all kinds of scriptures. I'm a new creation. Put off the old man. Put on the new. Watch Sasha's message for Wednesday. You can, you can do all that. You can see all that. But the point is, until you understand, until you get a hold of this information, the, the, the change or the process of change it can't happen until you realize that this change is allowed to happen because I'm making this choice. So when I hear I am, it's different because now I understand that this is what God's saying to me. He's saying, this is who you are now. Receive it. Yeah, you have a problem because you're a baby. And when God says, you are a champion, you're going, I why? Because you're a baby. But see, in Christian faith, we don't like that. No, quit mumbling. You say you're a child. But you can't even, you are saying it, but you're a baby. Just like you wouldn't go to that child, no. I'm not, I'm Papa. Say it correctly or I will not answer you. We wouldn't do that, would we? No, it's a natural principle. No one would. No one on this planet would. Ah, oh, we get in the Christian faith. Same concept. Everything's same thing about natural life. And we just blow this stuff out. We just like, I don't care. And we're not following these rules anymore. We're doing it church way, which will automatically produce losers. And haven't we all been losers? I just got tired of losing. I want to be on the winning team knowing that my quarterback, JC, he wins. And I, I plan to follow him. I'm going to follow him. Submit to this word and this information and allow it to do what it's supposed to do. And by allowing the renewing process to happen, hey, I might have fixed this faucet but there's a leak somewhere else. But, you know, right now, let me enjoy the faucet. I'll get to that leak later. But I know it's there, but that leak's a little more complicated. This one wasn't as hard. This one's a little more difficult. Anybody have a house or rent, or you understand what I'm talking about when we're talking about these things? Some things are, you know, quick fix, you know? But other times, they're, they're out of your they're out of your league. You're like going, I'm not qualified. I need some help. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's another principle in Scripture. That's why we need one another. So we understand the natural principles of, I need to start realizing who I am. And I need to speak it out. I need to communicate it. Why? Because it's a scientific fact. It's this is fact that this stuff works. So I'm going to start doing it correctly because this ain't fantasy. This is truth. This is what God's word says. God's word tells me these things. And when I'm doing this, all of a sudden, wait a minute, I'm starting to experience it. Listen, this is the, the, the problem with the transformation 
is how we see it and how we communicate. You ever notice when we're dealing with an issue, say, say like weight, and when people are overweight, I don't care how many pounds it is, just when you're overweight, the statement is, I am fat, right? I am fat. And that's what you think about, and that's what you speak. I am fat. That's what we do. I am fat. Now, how do I fix that? Now, we think, what this is, this is how we do it. We think going, I am skinny, brings the transformation. And you know it doesn't? I, oh, you guys are looking at me like, wait a minute. But that's, listen, I know, that's what, we, that's what we church like to use for that analogy to say, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm telling you, you know, if that was the right way, then why wouldn't everybody be changed by now? Because that's what we do. I'm so dumb. I'll just say I'm so smart from now on. That'll work. It doesn't. And if it, if it was right, it would work. These are revelations I'm getting. Not my notes, by the way. But it's something I understand. Why? Because how are we going to change? What got you fat? That, oh, now we're going to a whole different level. No, it wasn't the enchilada. It was the fourth one. True or not? It, 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 it wasn't this. It was the calories and, and the sugars. And so, no, we don't. Fat isn't, that's a normal, it's a process. It's a total process. Are you guys seeing this? So this process has to be understood and recognized, and then all of a sudden you do what? Okay, what does God's word say? God's word isn't telling us to go, I am skinny. What, because that won't produce the, are you guys hearing me? It doesn't produce the change. What produces the change? I am healthy. I eat healthy. All of a sudden, now what are you doing? Now you're requiring yourself to start operating in a different concept of eating food. That's what produces the change. Not, I am skinny. I'm just so skinny. And you can't get through a door. Well, that, that, how is that going to change? Because if I keep saying it, is that going to stop you from, you know, going the third time through, you know, the buffet line? Which, they don't even do buffets anymore, do they? Or Golden Corral, did it just, it just open, right? Okay, third time in line at Golden Corral. Is that going to produce? No. By saying that? No. What's going to produce that? The concept of, I'm healthy. I eat healthy. And all of a sudden, your process is now looking at the area that caused that area. Not completely. I'm trying to bring this natural principle. Everybody understand this. Because just because you're overweight is not entirely tied to a calorie. It can be tied to image. Oh, yeah. You ever saw someone break a bad habit, say smoking, and do what? Create another bad habit? Is that a natural principle, that people do that? Of course they do. 
Why? Because the only way to break a habit has to be replaced with another habit. Everything produces that their own kind. Everything. So to break a habit, you have to add a different habit. So what happens, people, just great deal. I mean, this is great. Break a habit, but they enter into another habit to fix that habit, and they end up, usually, it's overeating. Well, you're not going to die of cancer, but you're going to die of gluttony now. I mean, you see what I'm saying? It, it's, it, either way, it's, it's, it's not, this isn't healthy. But when I start realizing, wait a minute, okay, so not only am I going to realize that health is not just tied to a calorie, but it's also tied to an image. You guys, are, am I going too deep or anything? Because I really want this to be simplified. I want you to walk out of here today with knowledge and power to be able to go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this thing. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking pushing away this is going to help, but actually it's not. What's going to help is, is I, I'm healthy and, and I want to operate with a healthy understanding of this stuff. And so all of a sudden you're looking at, is this good for me to eat? Is this something that's going to help me live long? But not only that is, is it's it, it even tied to, Am I doing this emotionally eating? Am I, am I overeating because I'm stressed out? Or because stress can cause fat as well. And you can eat good, but if you're stressed out, your body is freaky. It's awesome, but it's also freaky. And that stress will produce. People overweight can even do keto and not lose fat. Isn't that interesting? Because your body is, it's a remarkable thing, but also when you do things so negative for so long, it's just not a simple answer. And I'm trying to help us all as followers of Jesus to realize this isn't a simple God ways of one and everything's perfect. But the journey's worth it. It's 100% worth it. 100%. There's nothing greater than this life of being a follower of Jesus, knowing that this is about life. And I'm going to be talking about that in another trait. This is not a, we're done today. It's going to be a part, you know, like 30. But it's something we need. Are you guys okay with me, you know, going deep in this stuff? It's just so important. And I want us to be successful in everything. But this is something you can't just run through. So when we say we see Jesus, well, man, we're going to be seeing things that he did, he operated in, that we are going to as well. I'm telling you, I promise you, you keep being faithful and keep hearing. You're going to never be the same again. As a, as a Jesus follower, never be the same again. Because this information is 100% life-changing, which it should be. It, it should be that way. Our expectations should be that coming to get some life change stuff. I'm not wasting my time. I'm in it to win. So I'm getting some information for me to go out there and win in the game of life. And you all understand that. There's battles. There's times when you get pushed back. You, times when you're going to push forward. Times when you score. Times when the enemy's going to score. But either way, our ultimate goal is I'm in the game. I don't quit. I fight to the finish. Not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. Because your body is good at quitting. Your body is good at giving up. I take, if I took, like going on vacation, I took 
those days off and didn't really, I, I worked out at a gym and hotel once out of all those days, got home, and my whole body was like going, we don't need to work out no more. <laughs> Why do that? I mean, I, I mean, I'm thinking, how crazy is this body that I'm like the next day going, I'm not feeling it. And I'm, this is, I just experienced this. And I'm like going, how crazy is this? And I gave into it. And I go, wait, how would I give into it? I'll just start tomorrow. Doggone it, I did the same thing the next day. I'm not kidding you. And, you, and it was like, dude, are you serious? Two days, two days. And then I go, I got sucked into my own lies. I am not fit to be a pastor. No, I, no, I don't go that way. But, but I'm telling you, it was crazy. It was so crazy. And, and so the next day I was like going, oh, you shut up. <laughs> you, the, the, you, two days longer vacation. But we ain't going that way. And I hit it hard. Man, I hit it hard. And, and by doing that, oh, I felt it the next day. But you know what? It felt good. It felt so good. Because it's like going, no, I, I got victory. I could have went two days, you're such a loser, you don't follow what you preach, you're no good, give up, quit, you know, go move. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? And it's what, what we do. But I listened to myself of what I taught before. All right, I messed up. I get back up, I win. That's it. I've done it in life. I've done it in, in life growing up. I've done it in sports. I mean, all kinds of things where screwed up, screwed up, but hey, let's turn it around. Let's turn it around. And sometimes it takes a little motivation by one of you. Sometimes you guys motivate me and you don't even know you motivate me. I'll never tell when that was. Because <laughs> I want you to think I'm on top of my game all the time. No, I'm real with my life. If, if today sucks, I'll let you know. You're not sucking a little bit. But we'll get over it, right? But the key is, now I'm going to get texts like, you can do it, Pastor. You, you're <laughs> Why did I just go that way? Because I, I, I don't need that. I mean, if you want to do that, that's good. But I'm, I'm using reverse psychology right now. So anyway, the point is, is this. Point number one is done. Next Sunday, we'll go to point two, okay? Y'all good with that? Father, thank you so much for the word of God, and, and we just appreciate this as a living word, and Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and the information provided to us is so powerful, and it makes sense. And I just believe, and my confession is that we're getting this, and the seed has been sown in good ground. And because of that, we're going to reap a harvest of the words that have been spoken. We're going to take this information to heart, and we're going to start putting it to use by meditating and doing, hearing and doing. And as you said, Jesus, those who hear and do my words are those who love me. Well, we're going to show that love because we're hearers and doers. There might be some out there that are hearing this message. They're like going, man, this stuff is real, but how do I get this? How do I, how do I become a part of this? Well, it's very simple. You 
do it by accepting. And it's accepting Jesus into your life. Pretty plain and simple, nothing difficult about it. It's not, you have to understand the Bible or you have to understand the whole process of what it took to get you to a place to get saved. Now, what it is is just realizing that you're calling on the name of Jesus. You're asking him to come in your life. And by doing that, you believe he's alive. And if you believe he's alive, ultimately you believe he did go to the cross and rose again because he's alive. And he cares for you because you're asking him. So you must believe that there's this issue of care. So you got to trust and just speak out these words. Jesus, I believe in you. Say this with me, people. Jesus, I believe in you. Or repeat it after me. I ask you to come into my life. I say this because I believe in you. So Jesus, I receive you in my life right now. And I thank you for this new life. Now I understand it's my time to grow. And this growing process, it's not easy, but it's right. And so I'm going to grow in my new life with you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. I am a part of your family. Thank you. You pray that prayer out there or in here. In here, raise your hands. I have something very special I want to give you. If you ask Jesus, this is the first time you've ever done this, just lift your hand. I'm going to give you something out there. If you want that something, it's a little booklet I made for this new decision. You can email us, do whatever you need to do. Tell us you want one. We'll get it to you. Get your address into us. We'll give it to you. And um, again, we don't do things to try to get emails or addresses to get money or things like that. We care less about that. God supplies all our needs. We're about getting information to you to help you be successful. That's why we give information. We want you to be successful. So, Father, we thank you for this time together, and we believe for great things, and we're just starting a journey that's wonderful because of your love for us. Amen. All right, y'all. Love you guys. You're awesome. Have a great, great day. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.